0: Welcome to We Write Songs, a podcast for all songwriters.
1: Whether you're a well-established working songwriter or just about to write your very first song. I'm Celine Ellis. And I'm Tara Henton.
0: Hello and welcome back to the We Write Songs podcast. A brand new year. 2024 is upon us, Tara. How are we feeling? Yeah, new year, fresh start. Always like that. Yeah. Great. Great to get the Christmas decorations away as well. Oh, you've done that already. Excellent. Yeah, I've done
1: that. Yeah. I saw
0: my neighbour only doing hers yesterday and I was just like, wow, that's uh, that's quite a long Christmas period. Because I'm pretty sure she put her tree up in November as well. So, She's one of those. <laughs> she, She's one of she? Yeah. Does she listen to the podcast? We're I'm not, not judging. Sure. We're not um, judging. But hopefully you had a good Christmas and New Year. Yeah, it was good. Uh, too much food, but otherwise fine. Yeah, good. How about yourself? Um, so not so much food for me. I was a little bit poorly over Christmas, which uh, I'm kind of coming out the other side of now with with some changes to my diet and uh, being a little bit more mindful about things. But actually, that's uh, quite a good uh, segue into our topic for today. So we're going to be talking about mindfulness and specifically journaling and how that can help us as songwriters interesting. Are you a journaler? Um,
1: I would, I would like to say I'm a journaler. I I do journal. I probably not as regularly as I should. I have a little bit of a love hate relationship with journaling. I know it's good for me when I'm doing it. I feel better for doing it. Um, but I'm, I don't always manage to carve out time for it. Um, And I, and I wish, and I do need to prioritize it because, you know, as we're going to go through today, there's so many great things that it does for you as a songwriter. Um, But, you know, I think we all make, we we get busy with stuff. And for me, historically, it's been one of the first things that, that kind of falls through the cracks. I think it's because it, it needs that quiet introspective time and in a busy life with a young child and other things pulling at you. Sometimes Absolutely. even just carving out 10 minutes can be challenging. I'm not going to lie.
0: And I, I also think it's it's difficult to create new habits when yeah. you're so such a busy person and life is so busy. And yeah, creating those new habits to kind of sit yourself down on a daily basis or weekly basis whenever you decide to do it, I think can be difficult to kind of yeah. establish. Definitely. I I completely agree. I've I've enjoyed the journaling that I've done. Um but like you again, I mean I I work shifts, so trying to kind of find that quiet time to be able to sit and journal and I I sometimes struggle to kind of start. I have that blank page pressure. Um but I've kind of found some little things that help me with that. Um, so hopefully we'll be able to share them in the in the course of our discussion today, most definitely. But I, I think actually before we get too far into this, why don't we kind of talk about what journaling is? Yeah. To, for, for you, what when when we say journaling, what is journaling for you?
1: Well, I mean, for me, I've I've tried different types of journaling, and I think for me, I rather than doing one thing all the time, I I. I I, I adapt. I kind of find, so, I mean, I've done morning pages, I've done object writing, I've done just, which was probably a form of morning pages, but, but just, just kind of writing, you know, grabbing a piece of paper and free writing. Um, sometimes when I'm doing it, it's maybe less, um, open and I, I like doing free writing if I'm stuck on a song, um, mm. just trying to get in a character trying to get in a, in a, in a situation mm. in a in a vibe and, and just trying, um, if I'm getting stuck on a particular line in the lyrics, if I, if I focus too much on it, I don't get anywhere. I get into like, you okay. know, rhyming hell and it just all. So sometimes <laughs> I got to kind of go long <laughs> before I can kind of Narrow bring it, it back. down. Okay. Um, so I think maybe I've, I've been more strategic with it rather than, Honoring it as something that I do freely every day without the expectation that it's going to give me a payoff. Okay. Um, for something I
0: need, I think, I maybe- think that's a, a a key thing you've just said there. For me, journaling is a, a an expression on a page of what might be going around my head or what I've been thinking about or maybe what I dreamt about last night. But the key factor is not to have that kind of idea that it's going to turn into something else. Yeah that you're not going to have a payoff for doing it. It's not actually, for me, it's not the reason why I do it. Um, I think one of the the main reasons I do it, and the analogy that I heard, which really kind of made it make sense to me, was when you go and get a glass of water, you run the tap for a few seconds before you put your glass underneath there. And I was like, oh, I've just got it. Those first few seconds of running your tap is what journaling is for me as a songwriter. It clears the the, the stuff that's been sat there before you get to the better stuff that you might want to then put into your creative process, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. That's a great analogy.
0: Um and I, I really quite like the thought of kind of clearing the crud. I know taps aren't got crud. Is that in them Julia anymore. Cameron? that... It's, that's where it's come from. That analogy. Yeah. Uh, Julia Cameron is um, the author of the book The Artist's Way, which it actually is where Morning Pages uh, originated from. It's it's not a new book. It's a you know it's an old book. She's she's a, a poet, songwriter, playwright, just a general creative person. She's written over forty books, but The Artist's Way is one that stands out with a lot of creative people as the kind of I don't want to say Bible, but a lot of people go back to it and do the kind of 12 week program that is involved in that book more than once to kind of kind of go through work through any kind of writer's block or before they do a big project. I know um, uh, a lot of authors will actually do the 12 week Artist Way program and then start writing their novel. Mm. so it's almost like they use the whole process
1: it's been a book that's been on my radar for a really long time and i know a bit about it but i have to admit i've never actually done the, i've never worked through it so it's it's on my list i i feel as though that would be a really
0: good definitely i mean i i borrowed it off a friend of mine so i don't actually own the book myself but it's on my 2024 goals or things I want to achieve this year. List. On your
1: 24 in 2024. Yes. We were encouraging members of the community to to come up with a list of 24 things they'd like to achieve this year. I, I started putting my list together. I was getting stalled somewhere in the teens. I've got a few, few empty spaces, so maybe I'll get inspired yeah. and fill them in.
0: <laughs> but it's, it's a, it, from, from the, from the back of the book, the kind of um, premise, etc. is the multi-million copy worldwide bestseller. Now, you don't sell multiple millions of copies of a, of a book like this without it kind of really impacting people. Yeah. Um, And since it's first uh, publication, the artist way has inspired millions of people to demystify the creative process and open up opportunities for growth and renewal. The tools that Julia Cameron will help you rediscover your passions and take steps to change your life. So yes, it's about being a creative person, Yes, it's about providing you with tools to kind of develop your creative process, but also to help you better as a person. I think mindfulness and journaling are kind of very hand in hand in hmm. that sense.
1: Yeah, um, no, I, I agree. Um, and as I say, like when when I am putting pen to paper and, and writing, and I guess that's another thing to come back to is what does journaling look like? But for, for me... I don't feel like I'm journaling if I'm typing. I feel like I need I need the yes. book. I need the pen. I'm quite picky about what pen I write with. I don't like cheap horrible pens. <gasps> it has to have a nice like good stationary feel. Yes. Um and and I enjoy that then, you know. Um yeah, no, I think I definitely cuz like I say I've been on a roll before where I've done it for several weeks going into like, you know, a month or so and I and I was just I think I was just noticing a difference from it and then something pivoted in life yeah. and everything yeah. went off kilter and I lost it you know it's like definitely. kind of just just keeping that momentum going can be difficult
0: sometimes I, I 100% understand where you're coming from i am most definitely a a notebook with a good pen person i i i love stationery i love that whole idea of pen on paper I'm is there in- a
1: word for somebody who's addicted to stationery?
0: I think like there is, might be. is there a word? Because that's me.
1: Like my idea of a good time is just walking around a shop that has really nice oh notebooks and pens.
0: Like yes. I get a little bit giddy. Is it? Is it just me? I don't no, know. No, it's not just you. There's lots of people like that. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> um. But I'm also an iPad user. I've got an iPad. I've got an Apple Pencil, and I I am currently making notes on my iPad. So I also am a digital person. My wife, incidentally, has got herself a, a screen protector for her iPad, which actually makes it feel more like paper. Ooh! It's called a Paper Write screen cover, I think. Ooh. So when you're using that, it actually you kind of get a sound like a pencil. Um, okay. And you kind of feels a bit thing. more.
1: That is a thing, and that is part yeah. of it,
0: right? It's that whole
1: sensory experience of writing in a journal. Yeah. Um, you know, not obviously leading on to sensory writing, but the actual kind of yeah. act of journaling has a, a feel and a sound and a, a sensation in the experience exactly. of it as well.
0: Exactly. But the, the other thing that I think for me, the difference between the screen and an actual pen and paper is I can't delete it. I can delete it on my iPad with quite a simple flick of my wrist. Either accidentally or on purpose. (laughs) On purpose. I can delete it with delete key if I'm typing, but on a piece of paper, I've really got to go to a lot of effort to delete it. I've got to rip whole pages out or I've got to really scrub it out with my pen. And it becomes less deletable, I think. And I think that intention of making it something that you kind of express out of yourself, you clear that that crud before you put your creative glass underneath the tap. I don't have to go back and read it. Sometimes I do. Um, I don't know how if, if you go back and reread. Yeah, I, I do go back and, and read
1: through, not not all the time and not in any systematic way, but I have, you know, set aside time and gone back through and read things, you know, because it, it's like there is a diary aspect to mm. it, Um, especially if you're just kind of free writing, all of this stuff's coming out. You know, you are talking about what's going on in your life. And sometimes it's almost like a time capsule. And if I'm trying yeah. to write a song that's capturing a feeling that I was going through at that time, there can actually be little nuggets of things that I'll highlight. Um, that I think, ooh, that that image is really cool. Maybe I can write yeah. around that. Um, but it's not it's not the purpose of it when I'm doing that. But yeah. sometimes you can find little little things. It, it is. Are-
0: it is diary-like for me as well. I often find I write about what's going on, what's in my head, what's worrying me, what what I'm excited about. Um, I mean, it's it's not a diary. It's not Adrian Mole, age 13 and three quarters by a long shot. Um, if anyone knows those books that I read as a kid. Um, but it does feel a bit yeah it just it kind of you know what's going on at the moment Yeah, it's
1: a diary like but also very stream of consciousness as well like sometimes when i'm writing yeah. it'll be you know i'm writing about something that's very what's going on and then like dang there's somebody at the door you know da, 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 mm. da, and then we're back in again so it is very fluid yeah. in that sense as well um if i'm not I, if i'm not starting with yeah. a structure anyway
0: but i think i mean i'm obviously going to redo the, the the morning pages the julia cameron's artist way this year but like i think you touched on it there it's, she's not the only one that kind of advocates this kind of journaling um um pat patterson um, pat patterson a berkeley college of music real um leader in the the art form of mm. lyric writing he is an he's an absolute guru in his, i mean in his book, um Writing Better Lyrics, which if you don't own a copy mm. of this book, I urge you to get a copy of your book. This book, as a songwriter, it is one of your staples.
1: We do. It, uh,
0: Tara and I have got ours in hand as we speak. And I can't remember which chapter it is, Tara. Um, were... well,
1: the, I mean, the very first chapter is all about object writing. Yes, the first um, chapter. Yeah. Which, you know, I've, I've, I've developed my ability to object write. And it is one of those things where when I'm on a roll and I'm doing it consistently, I do notice... You know, he talks about this idea of being able to get deeper, um, you know, the more you dive, the deeper you'll be able to get, um, which is, again, a really useful image. And it is true. It's it takes a while to get past all, all of the stuff that I'm writing. If I'm doing morning pages, the object writing, you have to dig deeper than that because you're actually trying to use that object as a springboard into something where you're going to really try yeah. to get some more sensory elements in what you're writing and yeah. I mean I think it's probably worth saying that I think I've found more inspiration and little bits like nuggets of things to use in my object writing which is more sensory than I do in just morning pages where I'm just you know as in my brain because what well, my brain isn't that deep sometimes especially when I
0: first wake up <laughs> there's a lot of stuff in there. But I think they are—they are actually two different things. They're, they're the same. They're kind of a form of journaling, most definitely. But they—they've got different objectives, hmm. perhaps. Whereas morning pages is to kind of, like we said with the tap analogy, to clear the crud before you put your glass under. The the glass under is then with the object writing type journaling, where you've got hmm. something specific and you're going deep. I think one of the the most Enjoyable prompts, weekly prompts that I put up in the community in the past twelve months has been the, um, you can have shallow and wide or deep and narrow.
1: Yeah, no, that was a great. And I think great the deep prompt.
0: and narrow is 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 what object writing yeah. is about. You know, you kind of take take an object, take your mobile phone, and go deep rather than scooting on the surface of all technology. You take a very specific piece of technology and you go deep Mm. it could be a tree instead of saying trees you say that old sycamore tree at the end of my lane that I walk past every morning when I go to school that's a very specific deep dive into one specific tree not all the trees on the on the planet and I think that's what it's about
1: yeah I was just going to ask because I'm I'm not as familiar with um the artist's way I know you have more of a familiarity Mm. with it than I do does Julia Cameron advocate a specific amount of time for morning pages? Is it is it a time-related thing or is it a number of pages? It's, it's or a free? number of
0: pages. Um, right. And that's what she suggests is, is to pages? achieve. How many pages? Off the top of my head, I think it's two A4 sides if you're going to go down okay. that route. Okay, like, like front it,
1: and back of an A4 sheet. Yeah, shape. yeah. Okay. Um,
0: I um, think, don't quote me on that because that's people are going to be shouting at the podcast now going, now, it's leave not. Leave comments, interact um, with the podcast if we got it wrong. Um, I, I I do mine in in an A5 journal notebook. So you do four? I do four.
1: Right, if makes sense. I'm going to do it. Yeah. But you
0: don't have to. You can kind of set your own. Maybe to start with, you just want to do one side or two sides of an yeah. A5. Um
1: for anyone listening in North America, so A4 is kind of like your standard letter page that you've had, like letter page. There's there's a slight difference. So A5 is half of that. So fold one of those in half. That's what we're talking about, like the notebooks that are kind of small enough you could fit them in your bag rather than in your the bag, yeah, size ones, yeah. Because yeah. um, with object writing, I think the the guide is ten minutes. Um, yeah, and so it's slightly different because mm. you because you've got a time constraint there. You can't come up for air. Like you gotta, you know, you you really have to kinda of keep writing. Which is great because yeah. it keeps you from censoring yourself. Um,
0: you know, you Massive, massive yeah, part of this. Definitely yeah, is that self-censorship of yeah, you kinda of sit there in your face with a blank page and like, oh my god, what am I gonna write? Mm. Um, and then you kind of find yourself writing I don't know what to write today um feeling a bit and then you end up writing anyway that's what that's what it is it's just get breaking out of that self censored self critique that as a songwriter you need to kind of shake off anyway yeah most so...
1: definitely most definitely and what I'm wondering and I, I mean I this isn't something I'd thought about before but just having this discussion with you I wonder if it's worthwhile you know, kind of doing both, like doing hmm. sit down first thing in the morning, doing the morning pages, clearing out the crud, letting, you know, getting rid of that. And I'm wondering if maybe this is potentially why I've gotten frustrated with it before is not allowing myself to get rid of that before I sit down and try to do the object writing. Good point. Yeah. You know, Because the first part of my writing is really hard work because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm using probably mm-hmm. five out of my 10 minutes, just trying to mm-hmm. connect with the object that I'm, I'm, you know, mm. well, what bit of my, where is this something that I've lived through? Is this something I've read in a movie? What, mm. what is it, what is coming, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and then once I really connect to it, then it's kind of like, ah, oh, time's up, you know? So maybe, maybe that's something I need to explore. Maybe I need to do, even if yeah. it's just a page, a, a page of something first, and then, then try that. Um, the other thing I found helpful was there, because before I would struggle, okay, I'm going to write about an object. What object do I write about? And then I'd get caught up in that. And right. when I first attempted it, I, I don't know if this is, is it's, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if this is a suggestion in the book, but I had like a little pot where I was, when I would think of an interesting object, I'd write it down and stick it in. But I got bogged down with that. But there is actually a website. And I I think this is, um, I think it's it's created by Pat Patterson's team. And it's literally just objectwriting.com, I believe. And all you do is you just literally, as soon as you get on that website, it comes up with a 10 minute timer and an object. So it's genius because you don't have to over... Think yeah. what you're going to write about. It just removes that little obstacle. Um, so once I discovered that, I, I I really got into a good habit yes. with it for a while. Some of the words I found really hard, but then that was the challenge. And sometimes my is. first yeah. line was... I don't know what I'm going to write about this word. You know, that sometimes it's just coming out stream of consciousness. Like we checked today, the, the word is aardvark for today. <laughs> I have no idea what I would write for aardvark, but it would be interesting to see. Everybody, right now, get your paper out. Write 10
0: minutes on aardvark. Well, the fir- the first things that jump into my head with regards to the word aardvark is, I probably couldn't tell you what an aardvark looks like. I know there is that's another name for anteater. And they're yeah. obviously a strange animal. I don't know where they live. And I'm thinking all the time about things about that and even if i don't know anything about it i can say i don't know where aardvarks come from i don't yeah, know what yeah because it's look meant like. to be a
1: springboard right? right this is this is the thing and i think this is maybe a misconception that some people have and and certainly i it took me a while to to work this out when you're given that object you don't have to write for 10 minutes about the object it's hmm. meant to be a springboard to into, where you, want to you know, write. and, and Absolutely. I, d- and again, I might be completely ripping this off from the book. Um, but it's this, the thing that the analogy that works for me is, is the object is like a pebble and you drop it in the pond and you're not writing about the the pebble. You're writing about the ripples.
0: Oh, I like that.
1: You know, and like I say, I, that could, that could actually be the from writing better the lyrics or it could yeah. just be how I've synthesized it. But I think that's a really important distinction is, you know, you don't actually have to have a connection with the object, but you will probably find that some things have a really natural um, springing off point for you from that object. And some of them you might have to work a little
0: harder. And And then,
1: yeah, it could be, it's quite obscure. And then you end up writing about
0: that sense of not knowing. And you mentioned the word senses a couple of times there, because that's one of the key aspects that Pat Pattinson mentions is that you should write about mm. your object with all your senses in mind. So, sight, touch, taste, sound. <laughs> Come on, help me out. Sight. This is, this is a touch, test, taste, Which one did you forget? Sight, touch, so, taste. Did you say hearing? Sound. Sound. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then s-
1: scent. Uh, smell. Yeah. Smell. Yeah.
0: That but one. also, he he includes two other um aspects but He as does.
1: Well. Yeah. So, I believe organic and kinesthetic.
0: Um, so organic is, um, so
1: organic is, is my understanding of it is it's the sense that we have of what is going on internally in our body. So things like feeling your heart pounding, um, all, all of that kind of internal sensory stuff. And then the kinesthetic is the, um, your relationship with the world around you in this, um, the, the one that makes the most sense to me is you, everybody has done this. You sit on a train and there's a train next to you. And the train next to you moves, and it makes you get that weird feeling, and you know that you feel like you're feel moving because like yeah. it's your sense of your relationship with the world around yeah. you. Um, movement. I think the of other movement. example yeah. that's used in the book is like like a tilt a whirl, like any anything where your your sense is is interrupted by what's going on around you. Around you. That kind okay. of
0: idea. Um, it reminds me a lot of Andrea Stolpe's book, Popular Lyric Writing, as well. I, I mean, Andrea both Stolpe. Andrea and Pat Pattinson are. Both Berkeley College alumni. So he mentions her in his book. She mentions him in her book. And they've both got a really good uh, relationship. But she's got a section in her book which talks about sense writing, which she doesn't want you to write about an object. She wants you to write about something else. It was else. destination um, writing, isn't it? Destination, yeah. that was the word. What is, yeah, that's what that's is the
1: name, name of the book for our listeners? For sure they're familiar.
0: Uh, Popular Lyric Writing. Uh ten steps to effective story uh, storytelling. Um and it's chapter and, and two. And I mean the
1: other thing is that book is slightly less chunky than the <laughs> um the writing better lyrics. So if yeah. this is your first kind of, you know, dipping your toe into this yeah. and you're looking for perhaps read that one first just to give you a feel, because yeah. I think it's maybe a little bit um ease, easier to yeah, process, maybe. would that maybe. be fair yeah. to say? Um yeah, because Writing Better Lyrics is a fantastic book, but it's it's not the sort of thing that you can read without having a lot of, you have yeah. to really concentrate and do the, you know,
0: do the work while you're reading it. So in chapter two, the building blocks of connection, the first thing in chapter two is a quote from Writing Better Lyrics by Pat Pattinson. There you go. Um, <laughs> They're actually, like, really good partner books. Like, I think hmm. songwriters should have both of them. Yeah, I think um, this is kind of... We're building a bit of a, a must-have library here, aren't we? Yes,
1: we are. Um, three of them, yes, because the artist way as well. Yeah.
0: Um, but she kind of says, Destination writing is a sense-bound free writing directed at a place, a person, or a time instead of an object. So she's kind of... It's kind of, like, in harmony with what Pat's talking about in his book. Yeah. He wants you to write about an object, a thing. Whereas Andrea's saying i do the same, but for a time, like or a place or a person. So yeah, you you could spend ten minutes writing in sensory kind of language about when you were four years old and you got your first bike. Mm. Where were you when that happened? Who you know? Who were you? Who was there? All those kind of things. What did you What did you feel like when you got it? all those kind of same sensory uh, triggers can be put into those situations as well as writing about objects. So it's kind of the same, but not the same.
1: Yeah. And and I know the interesting, and maybe you can answer this question for me because you've got the book in front of you, but I know one of the things that comes across in writing better lyrics that that Patterson mentions is that you do not have to have loyalty to that object when you're writing. Mm. In other words, it's a, it's the starting point. Cause this is something else that I struggled with when I first started was I would start going, what I was sensing as off track in the middle of my writing time. And I would either consciously or maybe subconsciously try to steer it back. Um, that sense that I was doing it wrong. Right. Um, (laughs) wrong. Right. Um, but no, that idea that, you know, if you start writing about, you know, a, a tree, and you end, and that ends up taking you somewhere completely unrelated to that. That doesn't matter because yeah. it's more about the process of writing it Absolute than it thing. is about staying with that object. And I, I just think that's something. If if you're wanting to try this, don't do like I did and and have that panic yeah. when you're doing it. Well, it's complete. It is free writing, but it's free sensory writing with a starting point. That's the only she, difference. She kind really. of. Um...
0: Uh, explains it a little bit by saying that you've got a camera lens so you can be as zoomed in as you need to be for how you feel you want to write today so you could be writing about the veins and the pores on a leaf or you could zoom right out and talk about the vast forest and how you know that it it could be down down to that it's it's whatever you feel like it's it's that kind of freedom to to be and you can do both you know you could start wide and get zoom and zoom in as you go, as you go through your writing, it could get narrower and narrower and deeper and deeper. So
1: And that's a really important skill from songwriting as well, is having that experience exactly of being right. able to zoom. I mean, I, I know this is something that that you're a big fan of. It's something that, you know, working with, with Gretchen Peters, I know that she's a huge fan. We can't get through an episode without of course we can't. Gretchen. It's an honorary um, mention. No, but I, I remember specifically her talking about, a you know, writing and, and seeing it like a camera lens and, mm. You know, really, and that helps you a lot with the visual side of what you're writing as well. Um, exactly, exactly. You know, parts of the song being very, very centered and zoomed in, and other parts of the song being very wide angle. Yeah. Um, and so you know, working on that skill in a in a writing where you're not having to also worry about rhyming and song structure and things like exactly. that. It's like yeah. you're you're practicing the vocabulary of that that skill. Without actually having to get it to fit in a, I think, in a structure.
0: Because they're two different things. Totally. But I think it's really important to remember as a songwriter that you don't have to be physically sat down writing a song to be a songwriter. There are other yes. things. It's that something you, we keep you know, coming back we to. Always, isn't I it? think it's something that people get hung up on quite a lot is that they don't feel that they're a songwriter unless they're writing songs, which is not the case. Um, doing this journaling and kind of... Being creative in general is actually part of the process. You can, I think we had a, a discussion recently where I talked about um, uh, a 100 meter runner, Usain Bolt, for example. He doesn't get up every day and run 100 meters constantly as part of his training to be a 100 meter runner. Someday he works in the gym on one muscle group, someday he swims. Was
1: that an Andrea Stolpe quote that she put on on her Instagram? Do you know what? I think it was. Yeah. I think it and was. And I
0: kind of doubled down on it a little bit in our in our community. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so you don't have to be writing a song to be a songwriter. There are other things that you can do. Just taking and listening to music that's out in the charts or listening to new genres, um, you know. We're going to be doing a lot of that this month and we write songs, Celine, aren't we? We are, Yes. A lot of deep diving and analysing other music. Absolutely. We've got a course just... that's just dropped and uh, we wrote songs on song analysis that Celine penned. So we're going to be doing a lot of listening,
1: <laughs> a lot of listening this month.
0: Absolutely. It's all songs that I've told you to listen to, which is brilliant. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> but yeah, I think that, that getting over that hurdle is is a, a lot of people could really kind of... Um, could get over that that hurdle and run, run with all this kind of stuff and really develop their songwriting massively.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm going to make a commitment here right now. I am from tomorrow morning. I am going to start, I'm not going to get straight in with object writing, but I am going to start doing some morning pages. I'm going to build myself up though. I think rather than, and because this is the other thing, right? If it's something you haven't done, I mm-hmm. know that if I say to myself, I have to write two pages, I'm going to automatically put a barrier there for myself. Exactly. My initial goal is just going to be, I want to just make sure that I've at least written. I think what I might do is say I'm going to either write a page or five minutes, whichever comes Burst, you yeah. know, and cause I mean, five minutes, five minutes, I, I don't feel intimidated by that. And I think the other thing I'm going to to do, and I mean, I don't know if this helps you, but this is something, especially if I'm trying to, um, take on a new skill or, or revisit mm-hmm. and re-embed a, a, a skill or a, you know, a, a task or anything in habit building, I'm going to get back in the habit of setting my book out and my pen the night before,
0: Excellent. um,
1: because I find that just having that visual prompt, it's, it's basically like the equivalent of like, if you want to start jogging, you got to put your trainers out and your clothes by and the
0: door, you know, and it, to, it's kind of enabling develop, you to do that. If you want to develop a new habit, you've got to make it as easy as possible. Yeah. Um, I've, I read... Um, this time last year, I read uh, Atomic Habits by James Clear.
1: Wait, that's another book I need to read. I've kind
0: of done the Coles Notes version of it, but not the whole thing. So go on. What are the and big takeaways from that? So one of the things it says, if you want to develop a new habit, you've got to assign it to an existing habit. Ah, love that. Yeah, um, bundle. 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 Habit bundling. Bundle. So if every morning you wake up and you first thing you do is make a cup of coffee, then you assign you, the habit you want to do in the morning, which is journaling, to that cup of coffee.
1: Mm. And so I love making? coffee. So that's perfect. See, and this is the other thing. I've always tried to come out to my studio to journal. And I think maybe this is the other thing, putting that obstacle in of like, I have to be in that space to journal. Yeah, I think I need to start keeping
0: it in the house. I think that's yeah, going to help me it to see. Keep it with yeah. you. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, And off the back of that as well, I know a lot of people who, I was very much like this to begin with, um, struggle with that blank page. Mm. That sit down, open a book or open a new um Document notes taking document on your iPad, whatever you're doing, and that blank page is is freezeworthy. Um And there's lots of sources. You you mentioned the object writing website, but there's lot, lots of general journaling mindfulness resources in the world. Uh, I've got a little pocket book that my wife bought me for Christmas this year, of pocket full of mind mindfulness, a hundred days of prompts. Oh, I love that. It's um, a really
1: cute little book as well. Who's the author is. on
0: that? Um, I don't think there is an author. There's got to be, hasn't there? It's just... Somebody wrote it. Somebody the, put it they, together. Somebody wrote it. Well, maybe but you can find the ISBN it. on it, maybe <laughs> put, it, put a little
1: link in the uh, the show notes if people want to look it up. But I am here to say it is a really cute-looking
0: little book. I know you shouldn't judge books by covers, but it's cute. <laughs> um, and so I've just flicked to the random page, and it says, um, introduced... in. Bleh introduce short meditation minutes throughout your day. Did this help and why? List five ways to help you slow down. What do you need today?
1: That's a great one. Right? That I mean, that right there. I mean, you know, actually, even just in the back of your journal, maybe, keeping a little list of because just because you've you've written it once doesn't mean you can't write it again and if exactly. you find it if you find a little prompt like that really useful like that's resonated with me what you've just said what do you need today who couldn't fill up a page or two on what they or need Or seven <laughs> or seven or or the whole journal and then just go and buy some more stationery because that makes yeah. us happy anyway so <laughs>
0: um what small win can you celebrate this week yeah, that's great. I mean, that all links with goal setting and everything as well. Exactly. Right? So there's, um, there's it, all of that. It's, They're just little statements or questions that you can ask yourself to help start the process. Do and you then think that variety can, is the
1: key? Do you think that that's
0: maybe why I I've stalled so. before? Maybe, maybe. Yeah, you need. Um, Mix it up a little bit. You yeah, know? why not? Because I think not? maybe this is
1: another thing that I, when I started doing it, I thought I'm going to keep doing the same, you know, and like anything,
0: you get kind of, maybe
1: maybe it's mixing it yeah. up, giving
0: yourself the freedom to not always. And then maybe what happens is you kind of do, one day you do morning pages as per Julia Cameron's artist way, as in you just stream a consciousness, set yourself. Then maybe the next day you do object writing from the Pat Pattinson's book where you kind of yeah. get yourself an object and, and you variety, vary it have that variety
1: Hmm. and then some days maybe you ask yourself a question
0: where you kind of it's a bit more mindful what you're what you're doing it's more about you as opposed to the creative process so
1: giving yourself the freedom to to
0: write what works for you on a given day it can be journaling can be whatever you need it to be on any given day or on any given week i mean if you're feeling a bit down and a bit low a bit stuck a bit trapped a bit you know negative maybe you need more mindfulness to help you kind of remember those things to be grateful for etc if you're you know completely in you know in head over heels in love because you've just met somebody new maybe actually yeah you want to kind of talk about more object and sense writing because they're kind of flourishing in you at the moment you know you utilize what what you need to help that being said, you. I get
1: some great song ideas out of being really negative and just saying it how it is sometimes. So I mean that don't don't think everything has to be all unicorns and mm. rainbows. You can get some really good dirt from other stuff as well. Yeah, or um, gritty stuff. Absolutely. absolutely. And I mean, you know, think about it. Generally, songs that we find interesting, like when we when we get this into songwriting, tend to have very polarized emotions right like they're either songs about really flying high or being so low that you don't know you know um you know if you write a song about just kind of feeling mediocre it doesn't it it doesn't have that connection for
0: people Um, generally um, you know if every song you write is about oh, let's put a positive spin on this situation. Let's put, you know... Not it's very like, realistic. It's not realistic. And you're not tapping into those deep emotions that we're talking about. Mm. The, You know, the most successful songs in the world, very rarely are they mediocre emotions. It's normally extremes, what I call the 130% situation. Well, And they're
1: connected to real experience, right? And that Absolutely. real experience is going to come across in what you're writing, in, in your journaling. Absolutely. And, and whether you end up, and, and this was the other thing that, that I wanted to say. One of the things that I noticed, the more I'm talking about this with you, say, I don't know why I ever stopped doing it because I was getting some really. You're convincing close... me that you're an
0: expert at this, like, Tara. Well, yeah. No,
1: I mean, I, it's one of those things like you look back on it and you go, why did I stop? Because I was really getting somewhere with it. But I would have experiences with um, both rewriting, like more of the, the morning mm. pages idea where, you know, just kind of letting it all come out very stream of consciousness. But sometimes when I would maybe flip back and read some stuff back that I'd written a few days beforehand, generally there would be a few lines or sometimes a paragraph or two that I actually didn't remember writing. Oh, interesting. Um, And so that tells me that one of the benefits I think from journaling is allowing yourself to get into that kind of flow state mm. where you know because the flow state is you know you we know as as musicians and songwriters that is like what we kind of aim for is getting into that place yeah. where everything's just happening and the time is evaporating and you kind of lose that you know and that's where you know when you can get there
0: exactly, everything you
1: know you you've kind of done it you know you've, you've reached that point where the good stuff lives um yeah. and to be able to get there journaling you think well goodness me, if that's, if that's how I get to that real estate, maybe I need to do that a bit more. Um, but it's happened to me with object writing as well. Um, where it's, it's, I think, especially if it's taken me back to a memory from my childhood or something, oh, okay. rather than writing about something as a bystander or like from a, mm. um, almost seeing it like a movie and, and maybe internalizing things like that. If it's actually gotten me back to a, an actual core memory, it, I'm reading detail in it going, I didn't actually know that I
0: remembered it that well. Okay, that's good. So that's the whole idea, I think, is to to be more stream of consciousness. So you're not regulating yourself. You're not holding back. It's just coming out of you. Like that tap analogy we mentioned right at the beginning, where you let that tap flow and get the stuff out that may be holding you back a little bit so that your true creative self can pop the glass under and catch the good shit.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know, like a lot of people in the community, I know we did a seven day journaling challenge not mm. that long ago. Um, <clears throat> and there were some people attempting the challenge who said that was their first experience with journaling. Yes, it wasn't yeah. maybe something that they were um, comfortable with. And I, I mean, it's just interesting to unpick people's reservation with doing yeah. it. So, you know, I think part of it is is a time thing. You know, people just, you know, finding it hard to, to make time for things and that If you can get that out of the way, then I think it kind of, you know. I think
0: quite often we hear in, in our community and from other songwriters as well that lyric writing is sometimes the sticking point for a lot of people.
1: I, I overthink it. I, I tell myself that I'm not a good lyric writer. I've had other people tell me differently. But for me, it's the thing that I'm more self-conscious about. Yeah. Um. Because you're actually like that's the bit where you're, you're really spilling the beans, right? Like, you know, yeah. you can't really hide. Once you've, once you've put lyrics on it, you can no longer hide yeah. about what the song's about and maybe what inspired it. So maybe that's the vulnerability side of it. Um, yeah, perhaps. But, but the other thing I'm wondering is if people, you, you know, if, if it's a, a self-conscious thing in terms of writing, I, I know sometimes, like I I get little voices when I'm writing, you know, the voices in my head that keep me company. <laughs> but, you know, you're writing something down, and sometimes you might say something that is a little bit dark or a little bit mm. uncomfortable. And then you're yeah. sitting there thinking, what if somebody reads this, you know? Um, and if that can maybe keep people from A, wanting to journal, or B, feeling yeah. free in the process of journaling, almost judging themselves for what they think and what they feel
0: and what comes out. I mean, do you ever, do you ever struggle with that? I do. And I've, I've, I think it's actually helped me. I've, I've written songs many years after a bad experience because it's took me that long to actually kind of get to the point where I can write about them. And I think the journaling about them first has helped massively with that. And they've been some of my most successful songs. Um, so I do I do think that this process is one that can help unlock access to those deep emotions those those difficult topics that you don't think you can write about but actually other people will connect with and that that connection we we, we develop in a song is what we're looking for at the end of the day mm. um so I do think yeah this, this this practice of journaling can help help you deal with those emotions those situations those difficult periods in your life to allow you to then write songs about them if you want to, obviously.
1: Yeah. And I guess my other question is more, I mean, this is something that I struggle with, so I'm interested to hear your take on it. So we're journaling, we're journaling, we're writing every day. We have notebooks and notebooks and notebooks of mm. us writing stuff down. What do you do with them? Do you keep um, them? Do you bin them? Do you shred them? What, like, what, do, what do people do with these things? Do you keep them so that they can be put in you know, the, you know, Smithsonian or something. If you ever become a famous, famous songwriter, so, do you just get rid of them. What do you do with yours? I get rid of
0: mine. Do you?
1: Do you um, reread them first or is it more of a cleansing I have a, process? I have like?
0: a flick through a little bit, maybe. Right. Um, I, I purposefully don't put any dates or any kind of indication as to what day it was when I was writing anything. Oh, in my see, journaling. I do.
1: That's interesting. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I, I timestamp
0: I, it. <laughs> Kind I, I of kind like, of, I don't want to have that kind of link, I don't think, to what, what day it was. Um But I, I, I followed some people on Instagram who are big um, journalists, uh, creative people, and they go through a kind of ritual burning of their notebooks really? a couple of times a year. Yeah.
1: Oh, I, do you know what? I kind of... In w- I feel really torn by that because there's part of me that feels really like, yes, you know, and there's the other yeah. part like, oh, what if there's something good in there? So how do you, how do you come
0: to terms with that? Well, I think that's the thing is that the difference between say morning pages and object writing, object writing, there may be some, um, some good bits that you can utilize in songs. So maybe keep them in separate notebooks, but oh, the, the morning pages idea. is more akin to traditional style of mindfulness journaling right is is potentially the stuff that you you don't want to keep around or you, or, or the the uncensored part of it that you want that to that is of, a
1: great distinction because yeah.
0: going back to your tap
1: analogy that you were using before you know when you run the tap to get that stuff out you don't keep that nope <laughs> right so maybe this is something else i need oh i i'm really loving this episode this is getting me to really reframe my approach to journaling as well, and I'm I'm feeling fired up about it. I wanna I wanna start again. I wanna try again.
0: Tara, I have just literally sat here and thought, you know what? It's I'm gonna finish recording this with you in a bit, and we, I'm gonna go away and do do a couple of pages. Yeah, I haven't done any this morning. Yeah. So yeah, I think um, I'm also not going to be so strict on myself to be able to do it every day because. I'm a yeah. busy person. We're well, everyone's a busy person. I, I days, think that's
1: another reason why I failed. Is I think I I was approaching it with a real all or nothing yeah mentality of like well once you it's kind of like you know if you're doing Duolingo or you got something like that going on and you got your streak going on and then if you lose your yeah. streak it's like ah and then you become the guy from Sesame yeah. Street banging your head on the piano going ah oh,
0: <laughs> there's no point. in I doing mean I it. understand well, the benefit of gamifying this kind of stuff with streaks and that yeah it really does help with 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 habit forming but that's not why I do journaling I yeah. do journaling to kind of yeah as part of my songwriting process but also as a mindfulness thing yeah for me I'm I never thought I'd even be part of this whole mindfulness thing that used to, a few It's years like ago.
1: buzzwords. They get a yes. little, you know, like yeah. it's a real thing at the moment. I mean, mindfulness has always been there, but it's become a thing. And yeah. whenever anything becomes a thing, it starts getting a little cringy when people yes. say it a lot. Absolutely, um, it's a bit like the word journey and the word, you know, there there are certain things that just give you that cringe. But sometimes there's no better way to explain it. Exactly, right? Like it, and, it is mindfulness.
0: Yeah, you know? and it is all about wellness and all other buzzwords and. I honestly, a few years ago, I would have laughed at myself if I thought that I'd be involved in this kind of thing. But I speak from experience when I tell you it has so, so helped my mental health. It has helped my creative process. I write more songs now than I did 10 years ago, massively, because I believe that I go through these alternative, subsidiary, external, peripheral actions of songwriting. And I don't just expect myself to be able to write songs every time I want to do something. I do these other things. Massively helps my songwriting.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree. And you know, this is the thing about this podcast. Like we, you and I are not, we are still, we are on our journey, quote unquote, cringe word (laughs) as songwriters. So, you know, we, we're still learning, we're still growing and we're reframing things. And, and I think my, my whole you know, approach to songwriting and j- everything that I, you know, it has completely shifted in the last decade. Um, I, I, it's that all or nothing thing you were talking about before. Mm. That used to be me. I would start writing a song at the beginning. I'd get three lines in, I didn't know what to write. I'd give up, you know, and, and I wasn't doing all of the other things, including journaling to, to kind of hold that process up because we need and, these tools,
0: right? Yeah. Yeah, I was showing is, up is to the selection. job, but my toolbox was empty. Yeah, and having all these tools so that we can kind of do all the aspects to make sure that we craft a song in the best way possible. Yeah. And that's and, kind and of I where think it's at is, for me. This has
1: really helped me to refocus and realise that I need to add, I need to make make room for journaling because I think it's it's a missing piece that I haven't been doing for the last couple of months, and I think it's going to help me.
0: So. Well, if there's a good time to start something or restart something, Tara, the beginning of January and a whole new year is is definitely one of those times. There you isn't go. It?
1: Perfect timing, right? Well, there we go. So we're kind of accountability partners, you and I. So okay. I think we need to kind of, you know, support each other with this and and just, you know. Absolutely. i with Just you. how's your journaling going? And um, yeah, hopefully some of our listeners, maybe this will help to reignite or help you to discover journaling we'll put some links in the show notes um, we'll put some lots of, the, of links the in the show notes that we've been referring books, yeah. to and the objectwriting.com that i mean obviously you can look that up but we'll put a link there <laughs> as well just because you know we're nice people like that
0: <laughs> absolutely
1: thanks for listening everybody and we'll see you in the next one and reach out and uh, send us a comment if
0: you enjoyed and do all of that wonderful stuff that you do to help us promote the podcast bye guys